Roller coasters aren't for everyone, but there are people who will wait in line for hours to taste that mix of exhilaration and fear, to feel that adrenaline pump through their veins, to experience the intoxicating peaks and drops. Lawyering isn't for everyone either. But if you're listening to this podcast, you likely enjoy roller coasters too, or at least you thought you would give this one a try, to experience moments of almost immeasurable satisfaction, but also times of great challenge and self-doubt. On this podcast, I hope to help you tackle both the lows and the highs, with some thoughts of my own, but also with guests who will share their own experiences. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, and thanks for joining me. I have thought a lot about interviews and interviewing over the years from the point of view of someone who has sat on both sides of the desk, so to speak. I'm going to share with you what I learned along the way and present it in hopefully manageable bites. Remember, these are my takeaways for you. There are literally hundreds of books and articles out there with advice on how to approach an interview. And these approaches differ here and there. Some of my colleagues, peers, may have slightly different takes on the interviewing process, but I believe there are some common themes. But before I get to those, this might be a stressful time for you. It is for many. And it was for most of us, I promise you. But it's also a step to a very rewarding career because the law and lawyering are meaningful work, which has the potential of bringing you great satisfaction and an opportunity to provide the public with an important service. Don't let what I have just said stress you more. Use it to give you perspective about your destination, your longer-term goal. Situate the interview process in the bigger picture. It's a step most of us had to get through, and we did. Keep it in perspective and be kind to yourself. Manage your own expectations, but also believe in you. Having come this far, you have proven you can do it and you belong here. Press on. Most of us agree at the most fundamental level that when you go to an interview, you are selling. It's a marketing pitch. You are selling yourself as the right person to fill the post being advertised. Try not to forget that. Thanks, you say. I'm stressed enough as it is. My point here isn't to load your plate with even more pressure. My point is to deconstruct the interview into its basic components so that you can have some measure of control over it and excel at it. From my perspective, 
the most basic premise, the primary guiding principle in the sales pitch you're about to undertake is that you believe in the product you are pitching. Yes, in yourself. I remember my articling interviews really, really well, even though that was 25 years ago. One of the things I recall very vividly is how obviously unsure of themselves some of the other interviewees looked when we bumped into one another on elevators and in lobbies and receptions. I was nervous too, but I brought to my interviews a fundamental belief that having made it that far, I belong there. Yes, we were all nervous to some degree or another. If you are coming to an interview without some edge, there is a problem. Either you are overconfident or you really do not appreciate what is about to happen. A bit of edge is always good from my perspective. And one day I will tell you the story of a lawyer I worked for many years ago, a very fine, very experienced litigator who before every hearing went outside and smoked one of those fruity cigarellos. But that is for another time. Look, if you do not believe in the product, any product you're selling, your sales job will fall flat. Any product, whether oranges or a mattress. And no, I'm not comparing you to either. I am trying to convey that a sincere belief that you are the right person for the position will A, help you present yourself in the best light possible, and B, lay the groundwork for the person interviewing you to believing that is the case. Remember, you got the interview. In other words, you already distinguished yourself from others. Something you provided in writing, your written advocacy on your own behalf, already caught someone's eye. Ride that wave. Help it boost your confidence. Because really, applying for a position is a bit like arguing emotion. You submit your evidence and perhaps a summary of your argument, the factum, in advance. It's your resume, your transcript, any other material which may be requested. And then you're making your pitch in person. You have a limited period of time and you can expect questions from the judge, from the interviewer, based on the written material you have submitted on behalf of your client at a motion and here for yourself. At the interview, the questions will be about you and you have a general idea of the scope. These questions will be designed, hopefully in a thoughtful way, to gauge your suitability for this position that has been advertised. But you need to be prepared that they may not be. I mean, may not be what you expect. I've been to a couple of interviews where the dialogue ended up having nothing to do with my experience, my marks, our profession. The interviewers decided what I submitted in advance told them enough about that. They wanted to get to know me in another way. 
as a potential member of the firm, their team. In one interview, I was asked while I sailed competitively at the time, what that involved and why I was passionate about it. That gave my enthusiasm a chance to come through and shine. I was lucky. That topic, one I was passionate about, was handed to me. But the lesson is the same. I think the best interviewees are those who believe in what they are selling themselves and who are enthusiastic. Yes, some nervousness, a little bit of an edge is always expected. It's inevitable. But there are ways of managing it, and I will give you some of my suggestions shortly. So takeaway number one. Believe in what you are selling yourself. To get to that point, you need to do some prep work, lay the foundation to this house you are building your legal career early and in a deliberate way. And no, the process won't be a straight line. You will have doubts. Imposter syndrome will barge in from time to time. But press on. Be confident, not arrogant. Be interested, not blasé. Here's takeaway number two. Since you believe you are the right person for the position, you are what you are in fact selling, you need to be yourself at the interview. Because if you get the gig, great. But this will only be the beginning of your journey in that position. If you wear a mask at your interview, sooner or later, it will either fall off or it will be removed for you by circumstances. If you are acting at your interview, you will find it's very difficult, not to mention exhausting, to keep up and act for too long. An interview can be stressful for a number of reasons. These include the fact that you're making a pitch in a very limited period of time at a place and to a person or people with whom you are unfamiliar. It might feel like you're in the hot seat. They control the situation and you are essentially in the spotlight. Yes, that is all partly true, but there are elements over which you do have some control. And I will touch on some of those a little later. At an interview, and ahead of it in fact, you might feel unsettled because you will have short opportunity to sell yourself based on variables you cannot control. That is how you might see it. The last thing you want to add to the mix is an act, a pretense that you are someone other than who you really are. Pretending that way takes skill, and doing it consistently takes skill and practice. Actors train at this for years. Take the performance element out of the interview process. That way, you will be selling something you already know very well, the person you already are. That will come through your self-awareness, your self-assurance, your confidence, 
your personality, because that is what you will work with every day if you get the position. Takeaway number three, remember that an interview is a form of communication, a two-way exchange of information, data. The interviewer is learning about you, but it's also a chance you have to learn about them, the firm, for example. I understand today's realities and the fact that many students will, at this point, take any articling job they can find, and the same applies for many new associates. But during the course of an interview, you can learn a lot about the entity offering the position as well, and that might help you decide whether to accept any offer or not. Who is doing the interview? Observe closely. Is she a partner, a visible minority? Is there more than one person? What are the questions about? Mostly your marks? Or are any of them about your interests outside the law? Are they about your expectations? Or are the questions only about what the firm would expect of you? Listen to the questions, not only their content, but also what they tell you about the entity you're interviewing with. Take notes, because if you're called in for a second interview, you will want to recall in point form at least something about your first. And also, you may want to jot down something you want to expand on when the interviewer is talking. So for example, the person you're meeting with says, We are looking for someone who will be comfortable advocating, appearing before the court and in front of tribunals. We do strong advocacy work at this firm. Jot down advocacy. This may be something you want to plug into and highlight again when the speaker is finished. Your early interest in advocacy, as in, yes, I'm very much interested in both written an oral advocacy, and then remind them about the moots you participated in and listed on your resume. Takeaway number four. Do you know to whom you are pitching? How big is the firm? How many partners, associates, students? Would you be their first articling student? Would you be expected to work on a team or mostly independently? Are there causes to which the firm is uniquely committed? Pro bono work, social justice, freedom of expression, sports teams, youth programs. All of this information can be useful to you if you research it and know it in advance. It might help you anticipate the flavor of the questions you might get in the interview. But it can also demonstrate through questions you may decide to ask that you have done your homework and that this is not just a generic, I will take any position I can get at this point interview for you, that you're truly interested. Many lawyers, and I am one of them, do a bit of research on the judge they know they will be facing if it's their first time. If I know a particular judge will be hearing my motion, I ask around. I look up their decisions. You can get a lot out of that. Are they really into 
the rules of procedure? Do they read the materials in advance? Do they ask a lot of questions? You can do research before your interview as well. Takeaway number five, some very practical tips. Some will be obvious, but bear repeating. Do not forget to breathe. Yes, I said it. I mean really breathe in and out several times. Do a short breathing exercise before the interview starts, making your inhales a bit shorter than your exhales. Empty those lungs really well before you take another breath. Pause at the top and at the bottom for a couple of seconds. Breath is magical. Breathing regularly will help you regulate your pulse, lower your blood pressure, calm you down. We have a tendency to take short breaths when we are nervous. This in turn speeds up our speech. More about that in a minute or so. When you sit down, select a posture which is comfortable to you. Professional, yes, but one which will not make your body too rigid. Something which will very soon impact your overall comfort and importantly speech. Wear comfortable clothing. Again, professional, but you have a choice here. Your shirt collar and tie should not be too tight. The belt buckle on your skirt or pants should not be pressing into your belly when you sit. I know this sounds trite, but it's not, I promise you. Control things you can control. Speech. And here I mean how you say what you are saying. Most people speak quickly when they're nervous. I have seen it in court and in interviews. I have done it myself. Make sure you breathe between sentences at the very least. In fact, you might consider making your delivery deliberately slow. That's how it will sound in your head. In practice, it's likely to be just the right pace. Pauses are fine. It's better to give a deliberate, thoughtful answer than to spit one out quickly without considering the content. I would try not to figure out why a question is being asked and what answer may be expected. It's a tricky thing to do, especially under pressure. And I always caution witnesses against that, for example. Answer the question. Your response may come out sounding unnatural and put on if you think you're responding the way that is expected. Breathe. Do not forget to breathe. I have read a quote not attributed to anyone, but really, really good. If you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. And now my customary closing. Here it goes. If you want to be a lawyer, truly want to, you can be and you will be. If you believe in yourself, others will believe in you. Remember that curves in the road, even occasionally running out of gas, will make your arrival at your destination all the more satisfying. Signing off for now, please join me again. New episodes every other Monday, and yes, you might 
occasionally hear one of my cats.